Hi, my name is Lindsay Mills, and you're listening to the Sunflower Bridge Podcast, where we talk about being with children. Take a breath and smile with us. Today, we are going to be sharing a conversation between my usual co-host, Susan Caruso, and her dear friend, Jill Irwich. Jill is a former Sunflower parent and forever a member of the Sunflower community. But before we dive in, I wanted to let you know that we're currently gathering our cohort for the Fall 2023 Sunflower Bridge program. If you'd like to experience the Sunflower philosophy that we talk about on the show in action and learn more about our really unique version of uh, play, nature, and art-based education, then the Sunflower Bridge journey might be right for you. This eight-week program provides you with a chance to build real community with other caregivers. Each week, you and a closed group of up to five other families share a 90-minute discussion with your dedicated Sunflower Guide. You'll walk away from each session feeling confident, connected, and empowered with concrete tools in your pocket to tackle the unique challenges that you face as both a parent and a person. We'll dive into trusting your intuition, stress relief practices, creative problem solving, compassionate communication, and even empowering children to play more independently. Whether you take the journey online or in person, there's a real feeling of community support that emerges among the families in these groups. And I can say this from more than three years of facilitating this program and co-creating it alongside Susan. You can visit thesunflowerbridge.org to learn all of the details, including the dates that we're going to be offering this program in the upcoming months. All right, we're going to dive into this episode. Hope you enjoy. I'm Susan Caruso the founder and director of Sunflower Creative Arts in Delray Beach, Florida. And you're listening to the Sunflower Bridge podcast, where we talk about being with children. And I'm very excited to have a guest today who knows a lot about being with children, and we like to be with each other too. <laughs> Her name is Jill Irwich, and we're actually doing this podcast at all because of Jill. We were inspired by her podcast, um, and uh, I always wanted to do one, and it took a lot of years and some encouragement by a lot of people, Jill included. And um, so now we're doing this. And she was one of the very first people I wanted to have on the podcast because she is a seedlings parent, um, came on board in 2017. So let's talk about how you how you met how you came into into sunflower um so my husband and i and my daughter at the time eleanor were she was probably a few months old we're at the delray affair and i was wearing her i was really into baby wearing which was a baby <laughs> even though hot <laughs> and i had this huge wrap that i used to use and um someone just came up to us downtown and said have you heard about sunflower and <laughs> I said, no, and um, and so I must have gone online, and we must have seen that there, he was closer to the summer, the, the bring your old picnic to the beach, and mm -hmm. I love any excuse to get to the beach, 
And so we attended that, and that's when we first met Susan. Yeah. She was welcoming and wonderful, and we just sat there with our tiny lump of a five, you know, five month, six month year old. Yeah. And ate some charcuterie because I was really into charcuterie oh, and prosciutto yeah. back then. Oh, nice. That was the stuff. <laughs> they haven't had prosciutto. <laughs> oh, anyway. yeah. I, I could. We could have that after this recording. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I remember it so carefully, so, so clearly because, um, you know, it was, it was like kind of a breezy day on the beach, maybe a little bit overcast and you just had this precious little bundle, this little tiny Eleanor, you know, peeking out. Um, and I enjoyed talking to you so much and it was, you know, those beach picnics are just such a wonderful way to meet people and just hang out and, and we do it in, at a beach that a lot of people don't know about so they're introduced to a new beach and it's just it's wonderful so so then after that you signed up for Circle of Song I did Circle of Song is still one of my favorite things and one of my favorite memories like Eleanor I still sing the songs and oh. play the ukulele and sing oh yay yeah I'm trying to convince her to maybe think about getting ukulele <laughs> I played the flute as a kid, and so she's on this, like, I'm going to play the flute kick, but I'm like, maybe let's give that. Let's try to yeah. <laughs> I forgot that you were a flute player, too. I mean, I'm no flautist like you, we're but uh, <laughs> I can, my mom still has it, and I can play, you know, like, uh, I can still blow into it, and Eleanor, uh -huh. she thinks I'm the best. Oh, cool. Well, then you've got that flute. How nice would that be? But yeah. Yeah. So. Give her a little time, because how old is she now? She's seven. Yeah. Still little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so wait a couple of years because she's not going to be ready for... We, we did a podcast on, on um, you know, when, you're, when you could be really ready for, um, for lessons of some sort, and it is kind of around nine. It depends on the individual, but around nine-ish. Uh, I just encourage her, you know, like the recorder, you know, stuff that's simple. That's just like, mm -hmm. and, and just pretend on the ukulele. We just play, I want a nice slice of pizza. And you just, you just <laughs> sound it loudly and <laughs> say the words. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. I was going to say, yeah, I, I remember during COVID, she was, she started playing the ukulele. Because that's what I thought. Yeah. That uh -huh. I started trying to teach myself. Right. My evening activity. Yeah. I remember her. I can picture her on, on the Zoom stream dancing around. Oh, wow. Well, um, you know, it was it was quite a while after that. that you know, when did you start your podcast? When she, Eleanor was in Little Feelings. Okay. So we are so lucky to have partaken in all the current Sunflower program. Yay. Sprouts. Mm -hmm. Babies finally, we did get in. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, and then sprouts, right? And little yeah. seedlings, though. Little seedlings, yeah. and then seedlings. seedlings. Mm -hmm. And um, I just, you know, you have that itch when you have some free time as a parent to like fill it. Oh. And I, you know, I go back and forth about like, should I have just <laughs> chilled out? <laughs> and, but, um, no, I wanted a co-host, so I asked a fellow parent in Little Seedlings, and she said yes. And um, it was probably back in the day when there's only one million podcasts. Versus right, yeah. Ten no, million. It wasn't, there weren't that many. And, and still, yeah. So. And how did you come up with the name? 
I think it, then and I, my husband and I, Vinny, were just, um, uh, you know, what's it called? Brainstorming. Brainstorming. Playing around with words, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I, I love yoga and ah, I was kind of playing uh-oh. with words and, like, yeah. And it wasn't, there was, like, I think there's Mamaste Yoga. That was, like, a small, I was, like, the only other oh. Mamaste on the Internet. It's just so lovely. I mean, it's really <laughs> nice to say Mamaste, you know, and... uh and you had you you know you had some wonderful people on and really interesting interesting um dialogues and uh so it was fun it was really fun it was fun i'm happy that i have had done it and mm-hmm. and then you know things change and you move to other things and and it's fine yeah and it just kind of petered out mm-hmm. i'm getting more comfortable with the whole seasons of life like not everything is always going to be there always the same and just kind of accepting that you know things come for a little bit and then you know you move on and mm-hmm. you know they might come back they might not and yeah just kind of taking taking yeah. that for what are you doing well, I'm, I'm really <laughs> i'm really glad that i got to be on it was the first time that i got to it was the first podcast that i was on i've been with a couple <laughs> since then and um but it was really inspiring, and that, and um, you know, and I know you had a you had a good reach to all the people locally, and and probably friends far and wide, and um, and you know, for for parents, it's so important. There there are a lot of them out there now, um, and uh, so you know, how did you choose your guests? How did you go about? Um, my co-host name was Ryan, so she would kind of put some people on the hat, and then availability and you know for me it was just like like with you you know we were just kind of we were you were Susan Cruz of Sunflower like you weren't like now I call you my friend Susan you know <laughs> so I it was like a, a good excuse to spend time with friends or make new friends you know I had all my good high school friends on who were wonderful mm. interesting people but we don't always sit down and talk about like work so you end of... up really learning about people too. Yeah, that's what I felt with the guests that we've had on. Um, uh, to that you you see you see people in a different light, and um, and just to have this kind of this really nice comfortable venue of we're just having a chat. You know, we're we're talking about being being and being with children. Um, it's fun. It's and uh, you know it's just it's interesting. But I really do. I I was inspired. I got the podcast body definitely from you, and um, and you gave us advice at the beginning of you know all different different ways that we could do it and things like that. So we really appreciate appreciate that from you from you. Um, so as a seedlings parent, and you ended up going through COVID with us. Mm-hmm. Um, what what is what seemed to be most important for you and your family? to have Eleanor here with us during her preschool years? I mean, the ability to just, like, the freedom to just choose what you're going to do and how you're going to do it and kind of the boredom and the overwhelmingness. You know, we we struggle. She was yelling at us today when we were doing the dishes. So, (laughs) you know, like, you know, I don't want to do this. I don't want to watch TV and we're really still pretty restrictive about screens for better or for worse but you know at sunflower it was there was always something to do 
but it was like her choice, you know, it never was like circle time or painting time. It was like, well, what are you going to do with what's in front of you? And I do feel like, you know, she is able to access that, you know, it's, she's, she's always struggled with it when she came back for summer camp this year, when she was seven, mm-hmm. the first two days, she was overwhelmed because she couldn't choose what to do. And she likes, she likes being told what to do. Mm-hmm. But like, um, you know, she, she learned to talk and be with like all different types of kids and adults and to run around and be messy. You know, she still loves getting messy and <laughs> playing in the dirt and being wet and just, just being like a kid, like in nature, you know, she's not like super scared of bugs or lizards, you know, she... She caught her first lizard recently. Uh-huh. And it bit her. But <laughs> oh, but not badly? No, it was a little guy. Mm-hmm. They got a couple got into our screen. And mm-hmm. so she's been trying to take them out for us. But, I, I mean, it was just what I wanted for her at that age, just that freedom and being outside. Mm-hmm. It took a while for her to to separate from you. I remember that was... You know, you you were hanging out a lot um, in those early early days, and um, so how was how was the transition from Sunflower? And she was with us for a long time, which was really wonderful. <laughs> um, but she went into first grade last year, so how was that transition from from this all the freedom and all of the choice and being able to get messy and everything to moving to? Um, you're in a public school here in Florida, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know it's just different. So, how did she do with the transition? How did she do, and how did you do with the transition? <laughs> so she loves it because she loves being called what to do. She's very good at sitting still. She's very good at staring at a board. She's she pop up her school like I call it school school. Mm-hmm. Like she's she's good at listening. You know, they give points for listening and positivity and working together and you know being respectful. And she gets all she wins points. all the time. Yeah, <laughs> um, and um, she's good. She's good at that stuff. So mm-hmm. Paula's soul works for her. She looks forward to the structure. She comes mm-hmm. home and she's a little bit of a mess, but. Mm-hmm. I try to take what I learned as a parent from Sunflower, and I set up invitations inside and outside. We're really fortunate to have a pool, so mm, nice. she, she swims all the time. Um, I don't think she knows what a bathing suit is anymore. Tears <laughs> <laughs> her clothes off and says, yeah, in the pool. Freedom. <laughs> and then, yeah, so, you know, Sunflower was great for me. I learned a lot as a parent. You know, all of the toolboxes are super helpful. Mm-hmm. What were some of the things that, you know, you found that were kind of standouts for you? Hmm. You know, always asking the, you know, like, what do you think that means? They're always leaving things, like, open. Mm-hmm. Asking open-ended questions. Yeah. And just, like, giving her time. Like, I'd never get her in the car or get her over the bus and say, like, how was your day? You know, I just kind of let her come to me and you know or talk I talk about my day a lot Mm -hmm. because I know a lot of my friends struggle with like my kids don't tell me anything yeah and I've kind of come to like if I hear Elmer tells me something about another kid I've kind of come to be like so Elmer said that (laughs) 
And it's like, you know, when they're not so, she's starting to share like more, you know, like if some like, like a boy was trying to kiss like a girl on the bus and these were first graders. Wow. It was like, Eleanor was like really upset about it. Mm. And then, you know, I don't want to like overstep my bounds, but I also want to protect, you know, the other kids' safety. And, mm-hmm. and so it's like having those conversations with our parents, which from specu- not speculation, but for my seven year old. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> her reporting, yeah. though, she's come to be pretty mm-hmm. reliable of a yeah. source for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we had a hard time, and I see some of my friends now with younger kids. When Eleanor was three in seedlings, which was COVID from 2019 to 2020, mm-hmm. she didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. She was here. I had her here a lot, and she didn't. She she wanted to be with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When COVID happened. She was excited to be home with mm-hmm. me. Right. All the time. It was a shift, and she didn't want to come back. I said, "What if What if they have summer camp?" She's like, "No, no, no." And so. Then when it when we did come back for seedlings in twenty, I guess the fall of twenty twenty, mm-hmm. yeah, we weren't allowed into the place gate, so it was, right. I wasn't allowed to be a helper. Right, yeah. So it was kind of like, and also she had just spent nine months, maybe, you know, from like March to August to September, maybe mm-hmm. with me, just the three of us. Right, yeah. So she was, a but you more. like that too because. You know, it's it's like for for the for the people who who are are you know uh, aren't really thrilled about being with lots of lots of other people or are going out and doing things all the time. That t- that was a really wonderful time yeah. for the the introverts of of us. And um, and you know, I kind of felt like that too a little bit. It, it, things slowed down, and so but for a child to switch from and she was with you in little seedlings. Mm-hmm. You know, so you did little seedlings, and then I didn't even really realize that that was her first year. Was right the, the September after COVID, yeah. So that was a hard time for a lot of people, a lot of a lot of kids. And then we just came back with very small groups, and yeah, we're a parent cooperative, but we couldn't have the parents in. We did all of you know our we took so many precautions, and um, so how did you get her in? How did she come in? To, to see things. I don't remember how that happened. I think she was excited at the beginning, but yeah, I, I, I mean, we still had days where she didn't want to get out of the car mm-hmm. and I would come through car line and right. I would yell and she would yell and, <laughs> and, um, you know, part of me is like, I probably should have just said, okay, but you know, we still deal with that now. I tried mm-hmm. to get her to swim lessons last spring and she said yes, and then she said no, and mm-hmm. we yell. And, um, you know, I'm trying to get better about being, I'm not very inflexible. I, I like I like to make a plan. Right, I yeah. Plan. And, too, the thing is that, you know, in that time, I think that that most kids, they were, you know, isolated for a long time. They couldn't go anywhere. The beaches were closed. The par- everything was closed. And so they didn't want to be away from their parents, but then... Then there was this wonderland of play and other kids, and so the play kind of motivated a lot of people um, to, to you know, to get back in there and and give it a try, and um, and just all those little transition things, you know, the things that you need, you know, that children need to bring to make them feel more comfortable, little transition objects. Or I remember her coming as Pokemon, you know, she had her Pokemon outfit, and that that was a good transition. 
And then once she found, I don't know when she found, she has a best friend that she still has, you know, who <laughs> she did camp with. Um, and, you know, finding that best friend and having somebody on the same wavelength and plus the freedom to do whatever you want to do. So it was amazing to see those two friends here this summer yeah. as seven-year-olds, you know, because seven is the oldest that they can come to Sealings Camp. And um, it was amazing how they just went right back into how they were. They're that really close, but on a, even a higher master level of playing than when they were here. Um, just They just loved being in the space and the, the memories of that. And, and then, of course, they, they, bec they, were, they were real leaders <laughs> for the other kids. And um, so it's sweet. I'm really grateful that, that you got to do that for this last bit of the summer because um, I know you go away for the whole summer. <laughs> so it was, it was great to have her. Um, she's just so big and interesting. So now she has to look forward to when she can come and be a counselor. And we had a 13-year-old counselor who was a former seedling. And so she doesn't have all that long. It's going to go by fast oh, sure. now that she's in second grade. So how was this year compared to last year, her getting back into things? She just loves it. She She's like you. She wants to have a plan. She knows what to expect. And um, so she's doing fantastically well yeah um she's a little behind in her reading but i always mm -hmm. hold her for kindergarten i'm not a traditional teacher by any means so i wasn't able to you know keep to the rigor of public school or you know conventional school so but we're getting there we, we yeah. still have to um the reading is it's coming. <laughs> yeah. But and it's, it's a process. It's very individual. Yeah. It's very individual. And for everybody, you know, for them to expect that, okay, it has to be this right now. Yeah. As, you know, we usually didn't start, even start with reading and writing until kids were seven. Yeah. Um, and that's universally the age of enlightenment. And when, you know, developmentally they change. So you're probably going to see some big jumps this year. You know, you'll see. And but it's very individual, very very individual. She's she's working hard, and it's. it's I just want to see. I think you know the the love for learning and mm -hmm. for you know just the passion for reading. And she loves being read too. Like I I could read to her all day. And sure. So I kind of was talking to her about the other day. She said, "I hate reading." As Ruthie said, "You don't hate reading. You know, you love when I read to you. And mm -hmm. reading is hard, mm -hmm. and it takes practice. And it's a you know it's a." Um, it's, it's a skill you have to practice mm -hmm. and it's, you got to build up there's so many distractions and unscreened stuff to do and <laughs> <laughs> so it's you know it's just a balance and we're, we're getting we're getting there mm -hmm. and also it, it, when I take away the reins you know just the the fight there's just sometimes there's no reason to fight over something and yeah and that has been you know I, I tend to walk away or just tell her like I'm, not, I'm done talking about this we like to kind of ask people, what are you choosing to do to play for you these days? And you do have much more time because <laughs> she's in school all day rather than just our half-day program. So how, what are you finding is uh, some satisfying things that you're doing for yourself? Um, well, I've always loved to work out and exercise, so I'm able during the week to really 
give myself a solid hour or so of that time. So on the weekend, I don't feel like I need me time, you know, like give me like two hours of yoga, you know, like I have to go. You know, I used to be very like, I need to be out of house for two hours on Sunday. Like don't talk to me or have to work out. And now I'm like, I know on Monday or Tuesday, you know, whatever, depending, like I will have that time that like I can move my body intentionally for myself. Um, And then I, I try to like do as much prep for like cooking and like dinner so that when she comes home, we can spend time together. We can watch TV together. We can go swimming together and it's our time for us. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when my husband comes home around six ish, you know, it's like then our family time and we can be, you know, we can be together. So I really, you know, it's just taking something for everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Thank you for being our guest. I'm really, really thrilled to talk with you. Thank you. Thank you.